Welcome back to Kevin Schuster's MMA Show. This episode's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Joey Alberti's here with me as always nowadays. And pretty much we're just going to go over the men's pound-for-pound rankings and what we agree and disagree with. Um, there's a bunch of different people on here. I, I Just for starters, John Jones, one of my personal favorites, Cyril Ghosn. I'm sure Joey has some opinions on Israel Adesanya. We just have to, uh, we're just going to brainstorm what we think uh, the rankings should be. But for starters, Joey, we have to determine how these rankings are even made. Because you look at someone like John Jones, he hasn't fought in years at this point. And even his last fight, his t- two last fights, people were saying he might have lost. If the, ju- if the judges were different on a different night, he might have lost. So with those two and then not fighting for years and then all of his crazy allegations, which we'll get into in a different episode, how is he still two? Yeah, I can't really, I don't know. I think it's just because he's an undefeated fighter, technically, not technically, but basically an undefeated fighter. But um, I also think we should preface the reason that we're not doing um, the females is just because it's it's Amanda, it's Valentina, and then it's Rose, and then it's a massive drop down. But um, back to John Jones, he had, I think it's almost like a legacy thing at this point, and he hasn't had a loss to really solidify like a true reason as to why he should have gone down. And they, I guess they're not really looking at the fine print of almost losing to Dominic Reyes, who's now a struggling fighter, and then almost losing to Tiago Santos, who's also kind of on the down, on a, the downward trajectory. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just for the fact of namesake and that he does not have an actual loss on his record. Yeah, he certainly is the, is the biggest question mark for me. Who, when looking at these rankings, who surprises you, whether they're too high or too low? Right off the bat, I think, so they're not going to put Poirier. I, okay, I'll say Nganu. I'll say Nganu's too high. And I think you might agree Ooh, with me on I that. Do. Um, just because his insane power is something that I, I understand that. And he showed improvements in that Stipe fight. And he showed that he can have stuff other than on top of that insane power, more patience and stuff like that. And then for sure he had a he had a big punch and stopped it and stuff to take down. And then when Stipe thought he had him with a right hand that gets just about everybody else that's not named Francis Ngannou, Ngannou just murdered him. Um, so he's obviously Ngannou's special, but he's special because he's a heavyweight and he has this extreme power um for being so heavy and so muscular and so strong. Um but I I mean he he defended a takedown but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not convinced that. Right. Say. Say. I'm not saying Islam Makachev is high in my rankings, but he's just known as like one of the best takedown specialists in MMA. If they were both fighting at 155 pounds, just imagine uh, Francis Ngannou at 155 pounds. You think he's stopping uh, Islam no. Makachev takedown? No. And this is where I need to take over because Joey and I were talking beforehand, and he seemed to disagree with me on this. Cyril Gan is at 14, and he'll be. Uh, he's the interim heavyweight champion right now, and he'll be fighting. Francis Ngannou, I think they're scheduling it near January, February-ish. I think it's January. January? Oh, what a fight that's going to be. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, any heavyweight championship fight at this point. Oh, it's the best. Like, just because of how top-heavy that heavyweight division is, it's it's going to be exciting. Right. So now hear me out. Striking, non like, technically, like, they're striking, they're technical prowess striking. Cyril Ghosn is better than Ngannou, correct? Um... He showed he showed he proved himself really well in the Derek Lewis fight. 
but so did Francis in that Stipe fight against a world-class mm-hmm. striker. So I, I don't know if I can say that with confidence. I'm just saying Ngannou landed only one punch in that fight. Uh, and then you have to just look at their mobility and... Okay, yeah. St- yeah, I just, as a complete fighter, I think, again, if it's pound for pound and they're fighting against pound for pound people like Islam, I, I think that Gan just has a better chance against those opponents. And I'm not saying Gan should be higher because Francis is the champion, so I understand that he's five. But then for Cyril to be at 14 just seems like a huge drop-off for a guy that arguably has a better skill set than Nganu. He has a more total skill set than Nganu, but... I mean, okay, also, by the way, total strikes and significant strikes for the Stipe-Francis fight. Francis had 36 significant strikes in comparison to Stipe's 12. He had to have also 36 total strikes, right? There's no way his strikes are ever significant. 38 total. I, <laughs> I know, two unsignificant How do they strikes. That? I, I don't know. But I, I think you're really underestimating how well Nganu looked and how much he just dominated... Uh, a world-class fighter and people or what people think is the best UFC heavyweight of all time in Stipe. So you think that Cyril should be ahead of Francis in the pound for pound that I think no. that's where you get. Cr- no, you don't? I said it, it should be closer than five and 14. But who are you? So who are you moving down of that other than John Jones? So say he's at 13 and you're, we're just taking John Jones out completely. Who are you moving him up? Um, I think if if I think activity should be playing a role in this, that's why I don't think John Jones should even be on the list as of right now yeah, until he I fights agree. again. Um, that would just bring down, that would jump him over Whitaker. Even though I love Whitaker and I think that fight against Adesanya is going to be crazy, can't wait for that. Um, Holloway is as great as he is, and as great as his fight against Cater was, he is coming off two losses to Volkanovski before that, and then. I know Stipe's longevity. I, wa- I want to say Stipe just because of the recent fights. It would be close still, but just because recency bias. See, I think Whitaker is too low. And mm. I think he should be above. So right now he's 12. Moreno's 11. I think he should be above him. Oliveira's 10. I think he should be above him. Stipe's 8. Holloway's 9. I think... Jan Blahovic should be dropped down. The only reason he really has pound for pound prowess is because he beat someone twenty pounds lighter than him. Okay, in- after knocking out six people in a row. Okay, who? Uh, uh, down downward spiral. Dominic Reyes, uh, Corey Anderson, who thinks he's all that in Bellator now. Former champion Luke Rockhold. He lost to Tiago Santos. Former champion Luke Rockhold. Jan's good. I'm not denying that. I love he's Jan. Not, I do too. Jan's a fantastic guy. He should not be seven in the pound-for-pound pound rankings. I think Whitaker should be above Jan Blahovich in the pound-for-pound pound rankings. What Robert Whitaker, clean, other than Israel, who I will, I'll get to in a second, <laughs> um, he cleans out the middleweight division. And Kelvin Gastelum said himself that he, th- he fought both of them. Obviously, he fought Izzy much more, um, or he fought Robert much more recently, but... And he fought Izzy when he probably wasn't as complete as he is now, uh, but he thinks Robert Whitaker is a vastly better fighter, which I oh, don't. Sure ag- I don't agree with. You think Robert Whitaker is better than Izzy? No, no, not better than Izzy. Better than he was when they fought originally. I could. I saw no. Plenty he's of saying he's saying that Whitaker's better than Israel Adesanya. No. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. But 
I do think that there is something to be said about the fact that he does clean out everyone in such a difficult uh, division. And I just think he should be above 12 because other than Israel, who's uh, a generational talent and lost because he was 20 pounds lighter than a really good fighter in Jan, um, is the only reason he had a loss on his resume. Now, I, I, you want to talk about Israel. I'm assuming you want to put him above Volkanovski? Yeah, he's two. You think he's two? I do. I think Volkanovski should be below. I think Poirier should be three. Well, you know why I think Volkanovski's three? Is because Holloway was supposedly supposed to be the greatest featherweight of all time, and then yeah. he beat him twice, is yeah. why they did that. Um, I think that would be the same as saying if someone was able to beat Khabib twice or... No, it's not. That's, that's I, it's the same type of scenario where he was able to beat the best in that division twice in a row. The okay, best of all the time best in that, in that division. division, Khabib and Max Holloway <laughs> are a lot different fighters in a lot of different legacies. I wish they had fought each other. I, I know Khabib would have definitely beat him. But remember, <laughs> yeah. Holloway was going yeah. to fill in that... Yeah. Before they I, had the I whole uh, the really the really funny media day, where Max was just talking like funny trash. It wasn't like really. Oh, Holloway's the best. Yeah. as like a person, he's the best. Um, so I think I think that Ngannou moves down for Poirier. Izzy moves up, uh, and Volkanovski slides down a couple slots. I think Volkanovski has shown, like we said in recent podcasts, that he is a true champion and he is elite of the elite. But I still think that can be the number four pound-for-pound fighter, and I'd put Max Holloway not too far behind him, just like maybe one or two slots. Perfect. And, yeah, so to close off this podcast then, I, I'll do it after you, but I really want to hear what you have to say. Let's. I want to hear your pound-for-pound one-to-five rankings. So, one, we didn't really even talk about Usman because we didn't have to That's that much. He has the fight coming up. I know we'll talk about that on a different podcast. That's going to be a crazy fight against Colby Covington, who honestly could really – make an argument for the like for a case on this pound for pound list because I don't think he loses to anyone in the welterweight division. No. Of the, I think he's the Robert Whitaker of the welterweights, Colby Covington. But Usman has just shown he has evolved from a wrestler to a master class striker and he's just good on all facets and mentally is probably where he's best and that's I think that's important for a champion. That's very important. And then Izzy I think just his striking ability, if he was in any weight class, that striking ability and that length that he uses and that reach, obviously he wouldn't have an 84-inch wingspan at <laughs> bantamweight. But still, I just think how smart he is um, standing up and then his ability to defend takedowns really well, as we've seen against Robert Whitaker, as we've seen against, um, I'm blanking on his name, Derek Brunson. I think he he's really proven that he can defend those takedowns and obviously his strength isn't there, but he's still a good striker. Uh, number three, Poirier. He's beaten the best of the best other than Habib. Obviously he just beat Connor twice. in, I mean, basically almost dominant fashion. He was dominating Connor in that first round of the last fight. Don't, don't give me that face. You McGregor Stan. But I would just, just to quickly input on that. The first two and a half minutes were, in McGregor's favor, the final two and a half minutes were vastly in Poirier's favor. Is what I'll say to that. Okay, I I mean I have nothing I have nothing to add. So that that's Poirier at three, Volk 
comes in at four because he beat Max Holloway twice, and then he had one of the most impressive wins I've ever seen against Brian Ortega, just being able to, to get out of that um, of that guillotine. And then number five, Kevin, I don't know. Number So number five has to be between Stipe. It has mm. to be between Max Holloway. <laughs> it has to be between Robert Whitaker. Mm. And, I mean, I don't want to put Brandon Moreno in there yet. I think if he beats Figueredo again, he can be considered. Ah oh, man. Let me quickly. I'll go. I'll go through mine. Okay. Okay. And I'll help, maybe help you with the fifth. Uh, I agree with you. Usman is one. Adesanya is two. There's their performances and their skill is light years above uh, the rest of the pack, in my opinion. Uh, three. I'm sorry. I'm gonna put Volk three, Poirier four. So it's just a little swap with yours. Yep. I think. When you're comparing who Holloway is now and who McGregor is now, it is more impressive to beat Holloway pound for pound than it is to beat McGregor. And then especially since the third fight, if Poirier was able to get a finish in that third fight, then I I would have put him at three. But since it ended in such a silly way, then I'm going to keep him at four. And then five, I I genuinely think it's Jan Blahovich. He showed that he was able to... He was knocking everybody out, and then when he needed to just wrestle a, a fighter, like you said, who has the highest IQ, the best striking, and everything, he was able to out-wrestle him and, and, and win that way. So I would put Blahovich at five. Okay, that's very fair. I think I'm going to go with Holloway at five because right. of how close and the fact that he probably should have won that second fight against Volkanovski, and I think it could have very easily gone that way. And he beat Ortega who Volkanovski just beat. Obviously, Ortega isn't who he was then that he is now. Um, I just think he's, he's he calls himself the best boxer in MMA, and I think there's a really strong case for that to be made. He had a very, very close fight against Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier is a little heavier, and Max Holloway did move up a weight class. Um, but I think, I think Max Holloway is going to be my number five. Awesome. Well, as always, Joey... Thank you for your time. I respect all of your your opinions, even if I may differ on some, but it's great to hear a different input than my own brand sometimes. Um, Thank you for listening. This was just a fun little Wednesday podcast, and we'll definitely be back next week to talk about the UFC returning back to Abu Dhabi and an an amazing pay-per-view coming up. So thank you for listening. Thank you.